And we are the Extra Sisters, so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 150, but before we get started, we just wanted to say a really quick happy birthday to one of our patrons and one of my longest friends, Erin. So we hope you have a wonderful birthday week. Happy birthday, Erin. Thank you so much for your support, one of the podcast and two of my mental breakdowns throughout my life, so (laughs) much appreciated. So for episode 150, big milestone there Woo! i know now we have published over 250 episodes and the reason i know that is because we got a little award on podbean our little oh host. my goodness i know that's so many wow i know but we are going to discuss army of darkness and this is a third installment of the sam raimi's evil dead trilogy here Trilogy, right? Yeah. Yes. And then we have your just Evil Dead. That's not a part of it. Right. The remake. Right. Which is, I would love to talk about that sometimes <laughs> because I have maybe an unpopular opinion, but I feel like people did like it. But oh my God, that movie fucking terrifies me. No, she's definitely fucking creepy. And that's the movie that we watched together when you saw the thing in my house. Yeah, that was the one. <laughs> yeah, so just spooky yuki, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about what I referred to before we even started as like the Monty Python of horror. <laughs> I love that because you're so right. I, I, okay. If you haven't listened to, we have reviewed the first two because again, this is like our year of threes because it's our third year of doing this podcast. So we're hitting a lot of the third installments of films. When we started with one, we're now in the thirds. So Mm -hmm. makes sense, right? So you can listen to our review of, you know, the first one and Evil Dead 2. But like this one went, they, they had already said they were going to do this third one because it's like, honestly it's a cash cow at this point because they had mm-hmm. cultivated, cultivated a cult following. <laughs> right. I didn't really think that through in my head. I apologize. Hey, it worked. <laughs> I get, yeah, I guess it did. <laughs> and so they were going to make this one. This one's from 1992. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was a pretty big gap between the last one. That was the year I was born. Oh, it was also the year i'm pretty sure of robin hood prince of thieves and the castle in this looks exactly like that i couldn't find any like that they were the same place but i swear to god they are i mean maybe they recycled them they do that sometimes that's what i was thinking right i don't know it wouldn't be unheard of right so in this one obviously bruce campbell comes back as ash because i don't even think they would have done it like well yeah how could you his girlfriend changes every single movie but him no no (laughs) Yeah, but, like, nobody really cares about that. (laughs) Right. It's Ash that we care about. They just want to hear groovy, like. Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I got to say, like, Bruce Campbell, I know that, like, we kind of talked about this. Like, he did things other than The Evil Dead, but, like, it wasn't super significant. 
but he's an attractive dude. I'm surprised he didn't mm-hmm. like cl- climb the Hollywood chain more than he did. But I think you kind of have a brand on you now. Right. It feels like he's almost typecast as he has to be Ash and everything. But I agree. He was kind of nice looking. Well, and plus these are so cheesy. Yeah. And so over. They're like, can you really act or? Right. And like you can, obviously this is intentional. It's done in a very Sam Raimi. It's very campy, but that's the whole thing. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It doesn't try to be something that it's not, which is why I think people love this so much is because it's a lot of fun and Mm -hmm. you can just watch it, have a good time. It's not scary. It's horror, but it's very like goofy, you know? Exactly. So the whole premise is Ash is transported back back to the middle ages and he's this modern man you know from the 90s (laughs) back in the middle ages with a fucking shotgun and a chainsaw fighting i'm sorry a boomstick (laughs) a winchester and he is the this kingdom basically is under attack from the dead and deadites rather Mm mm-hmm And so now they have basically this modern leader and Ash is fighting them. So, but he has to go through these tasks because he obviously wants to get back to the nineties. Like, I wouldn't want to live in the middle ages if I could, if I didn't have to. Yeah, exactly. Plus you left, you know, like your loved ones behind potentially. Yeah, no. And S-mart. Yes, you left your amazing job behind. Even for a pretty girl, we have to we have to leave the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know she's smitten because what's better than being treated like a piece of shit by a man? <laughs> right. But feminism wasn't really a thing back then, so it wasn't even really a thing until what? We couldn't even vote till the 1920s. And even then it was only white women. So, you know, (laughs) so Ash is back in the middle ages and he's thrown into this pit where he kills a deadite and gets his weapons back from this one, basically wise man is what they call him who believes he's the chosen one. And he kills this guy, this deadite. And now they're like, Oh, so like you are pretty legit. So, we're going to send you to go find the Necronomicon because we need the Necronomicon so that we can be safe from these deadites basically. And we need it. So we can send you back to your time. So if you get it for us, we'll send you back. So they'd make a little deal, you know, Mm -hmm. and they tell him, we're going to send you into the forest to go get it. And when you get it, you have to say this phrase exactly. If you don't, it's all going to be for nothing. You fuck it all up. And, you know, that he goes in and he fucks it all up. Right, but, of course he does. Right. But now going into the forest, it's this is where it's like so funny because when I was watching this, my husband comes in and he goes into the forest and there are all these kind of like trials like he looks into a mirror and it shatters and then all these little miniature versions of him pop Mm -hmm. out and 
start just causing mischief and trying to like stab him with little tiny shanks basically. And it's, I, I couldn't think of like a film that I was trying to compare it to, but it was a children's film and but I couldn't like, I don't know. I couldn't put my thumb on it exactly, but I was like, this is, it's like horror for children, but it's not, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not horror, but it is. But I, you know, like, it's so weird. This is definitely not a movie for me, though. I will tell you that right now. Agreed. Like, it's somebody's favorite film out there. (laughs) I know a lot of you love this movie, but it is so... And I can get down with, like, campy, outlandish, one-liner films. I just... Okay, I'm just gonna, like... I'm not a huge fan of, like early Sam Raimi I'm just not agreed I just don't seem to be okay with Evil Dead 1 2 Army of Darkness I'm just it's just not my thing yeah it doesn't hit for me either and like I love 80s horror and even some 90s horror a 90s we talk about 90s horror being kind of a desolate wasteland but there are there were some good things that came up in the 90s like Candyman for example mm-hmm. and I know this is not on tier with Candyman different different <laughs> genres here different thing. But, like, when we talk about 80s horror, we often think, like, very campy, very, like, mm-hmm. we started coming into, like, some of the, like, reanimator type things. Like, the CGI mm-hmm. was was bad, but that was part of the charm. And here, we do have some of that very, like, when we talked about the first one, it was, you could definitely tell that he was trying to do things that he didn't quite have the budget for and do a lot mm-hmm. of it by hand and with camera tricks and things like that. I totally respect that, and I know that that's part of the charm. But in this one, he did have the budget, and he didn't. It wasn't like amazing because that was part of the film, and that's what mm-hmm. it was supposed to be. I just, I, I don't, I just, I don't know why. Like, <laughs> part of me did enjoy it and think it was funny, but then the other part of me just. It's so hard because, like, I like stupid movies sometimes, mm-hmm. but this one, I just can't. I, I don't like. <laughs> These just feel, I know this is kind of mean of me, it just feels like such a boy series. We don't really have any strong female characters or female characters that may, that continue throughout the series at all. It's all about Ash. And then, you know, it's like melting figures and claymation and weird jokes and boomsticks that just seems so boy to me yeah I definitely would I'll definitely agree with you on that I think that that's there's just nothing in it that keeps me coming back to the evil dead series like I'm trying like I literally just watched it like last night I finished it because I had started it and then finished Mm -hmm. it because my week has been super broken up and weird but I just, it doesn't really keep my attention in the way that I'm sure it keeps a lot of people's attention. Cause I could definitely see this being a comfort movie for a lot of people where they're having a bad day and they put it on mm-hmm. or they're just winding down and they put it on because it's funny and charming and enamoring and it's nostalgic, but it just doesn't do that for me. Even 
these components that are funny like when he goes and he finds the necronomicon and there are three of them and he keeps picking the wrong one and it like sucks him in and it bites him and all this weird like cgi it kind of reminded me of you know the movie the mask Mm -hmm. um which are which is funny but it just it just doesn't hit for me and of course when he does find the right necronomicon he says the wrong words and raises an army of the dead and so he has to lead the kingdom basically to fight this army and there's this pretty much the last 30-ish minutes of the movie is this long battle scene between the kingdom and the army of the dead which is just like a bunch of skeletons and deadites and there's actually a virgin of ash which is evil ash which is a like a deadite version of him and he has this love interest that they have kidnapped and made an evil version of her basically mm-hmm And he has his car has also transported there. So he uses these random textbooks he has in the back, like this chemistry 101. So they use these textbooks from his car to make gunpowder and things like that to to beat this army. And so he beats the army with them and saves his love interest. And he actually brings two feuding armies together and saves everyone he's a hero even though he's been an insufferable asshole the entire time right what does he call them primitives or something like that but yeah it wasn't nice something like that (laughs) so when they when he beats this army they say okay you can go back to your time by drinking this potion and you have to recite that same phrase as earlier and of course he fucks it up again so he goes back to the present and he's telling his coworker the story and he tries to talk to this girl who is interested in the story and then of course a deadite came back with him because he didn't recite it correctly and he starts fucking shit up but ash kills it with the the boomstick <laughs> and basically says hail to the king baby before kissing his woman at the end which actually was not the original ending but I'll talk about that in a minute they made another ending that the studio considered too depressing and it's yeah. like that's what happens so when you get a studio involved mm-hmm, absolutely you got universal involved and then they took over your creative control but we can get into that here in a minute but I think you're definitely I mean I would love to hear, I know obviously we can't like converse while we're recording with people that love evil dead, but I I think I've seen a lot of it from, and I'm definitely not trying to, like you said, stereotype, but I've seen a lot of people talking about army of darkness specifically. Cause I think this one is the one I've seen talked about the most, even more than the original one. Yeah. This is the one I hear quoted all the time. Things like that. When I see pictures of Ash, it's Mm -hmm. from this one. When I see, posters talking about this series it is from army of darkness and i couldn't wrap my head around before i saw this how they were going to tie Mm -hmm. this series into the middle ages and have an army and i mean they did it but it it (laughs) it's just so weird and weird is fine like i don't have a problem with like the plot that's fine like do whatever you want to do. And that's something that's really cool about the the films, I think, is they yeah. just, they fucking they, went right? there. They're crazy. They almost feel like dreams. 
Like, this is a whole dream of Ash thinking he went to the Middle Ages. Yeah, and that's totally fine. I don't have a problem with any of that. And I think that, I do think Sam Raimi is a genius. Like, I think that, and I love everything that he's done. It's just so, it's so, such a unique feeling to these movies and atmosphere. And it's just so difficult for me to get into. I just Mm -hmm. don't like it. It does not keep my interest. And it just, and I don't even like the Friday the 13th movies. Those are hard for me to get into, to be honest (laughs) with you. So, I mean, take my opinion with a grain of salt. I mean, everybody has their opinions and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not shitting on anyone's feeling for this movie. Don't, somebody's going to cut me off and be like, fuck this (laughs) podcast. I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, if you heard our other two evil dead ones, then you should know by now that we aren't particularly fans of them, but we do appreciate them for what they've done for the rest of the genre. Right. And also it's Sam Raimi went on to do so much for Mm -hmm. horror and even the Spider-Man films. And it's not like he hasn't done a lot of other things, you know? Mm -hmm. So obviously just contributing to the film community in general. And this is where this started was incredible and noteworthy and started this entire cult following. And also the music was Danny Elfman. So that's cool. Danny Elfman. Oh my goodness. Okay. So Danny Elfman, let me just, so Danny Elfman won most commonly known for nightmare before Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's won many, many Academy Awards. He's done, like, a bunch of work with, like, the Marvel universe. Okay, so he's very well known. Yeah, he works with Tim Burton a lot. Got it, okay. Batman Returns, Edward Scissorhands, Sleepy Hollow, Big Fish, Alice in Wonderland, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Tim Burton tends to have his people that he sticks with. Goodwill Hunting, Milk. Yeah, so big, big stuff like that, but... Yeah, mm-hmm. so he he has a wide variety of stuff, but he so done the Spider Mans, but anyways, we're not talking about Danny Elfman, but y'all know how I feel about music. So when I see names like <laughs> right. that, I'm excited because that's something else. Even if I'm not a huge fan of like the film in general, the music is something I can get into on its own. Right. So when I see something like Danny Elfman, then I'm like, oh, at least the music's gonna be good, if nothing <laughs> else, because Danny Elfman and John Williams are two names that I see, and I'm like, oh, we have a big one. You know what I mean? Right. So, but he did the music for Army of Darkness. He did not do the music, obviously, for the Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2, but it got big enough at this point where they were like Danny Elfman. So, <laughs> so the other ending that was too depressing to go to theaters was actually, so obviously we have this big savior moment for Ash at the end for the theatrical ending. The original ending was basically this... So he used a passage, passage from the Necronomicon. The wise man that basically had said from the beginning he was the chosen one told him to swallow six drops of this potion to return to the present. But Ash is, even though he's like this hero, he's kind of this asshole and fuck up the whole time. So it's, mm-hmm. there's an interesting duality to his character. Also, his masculinity is super annoying, but that's just, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But he gets distracted and Ash drinks too much of it and he goes to this apocalyptic future ahead of the 90s where human civilization is destroyed and 
Universal did not like that because they thought it was too negative and depressing and they wanted a more positive and optimistic ending. And so that's why they went with a theatrical cut where he basically ends with Hail to the King and kisses a woman and kills the last Deadite that end up at the store. So like a badass. Like a badass. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think that's why it's like, it definitely feels like basically like, yeah, beat your chest. You just killed the army mm-hmm. of the dead, like proclaim with your shotgun. You know, it's all very like ah. masculine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, a ton of masculine energy. And I can appreciate that because a lot of the horror that, I mean, I think through so long, it was definitely horror was one of those like, not anymore because there's more women in horror now, but it's historically been like before it was like, Oh my God, you're a girl that likes mm-hmm. horror. That's like, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like I said, that's much better now, but it, you kind of struggled to find women representation in horror. So that doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me and it doesn't upset me by any means, but it's definitely feels more masculine and it definitely does not draw me in and I will not watch this film again unless somebody really likes it and wants to watch it like a friend of mine I'm not against it I don't Mm -hmm. hate it but it's not something I will ever reach for any of them now the remake I will but this these three I will not yeah agreed this is just not my type of movie I don't like any of the three for what it's done for us I would probably give it a three like middle of the road it's probably a movie a lot of I know a lot of people like it and a lot of people would like it so definitely check it out if you like Evil Dead but it's not for me yeah I mean my personal rating would probably honestly be a two it I don't personally I know this is kind of a shallow critique I don't have any particular criticisms of the filming itself because this is a very intense everything they did was very intentional it's very cheesy it the special effects look very you know low budget but the filming was not low budget these are how these things were supposed to be done Mm -hmm. so I don't have anything there the acting was exactly how it was supposed to be Mm -hmm. Ash's character was acted exactly how it was supposed to be And it was actually like a beautiful, crisp film as far Mm -hmm. as the cinematography goes. But for my personal enjoyment, I would probably give it about a two. If I was to, like you said, bump it up just for what it's done for the community and it being a cult following, yes. But I personally would have to give it a two. But like I said, that's just kind of on my own personal enjoyment of the film. Uh, agreed like I didn't particularly like it either yeah wasn't great I won't watch it again and I'm sorry to be mean but I'm kind of excited that we're through the campy ones because if we're continuing with Evil Dead next year we have the scary one so that'll be good oh god I'm like I saw I I know that we'll get there but I saw that one in (laughs) theaters and I wish I hadn't I'll just say that (laughs) I bet it was so bad and Y'all can call me a pussy or whatever, but like, God damn, that one was so scary to me. It reminded me of The Exorcist so much. In yeah, the face. In the face. In the face. In the face. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be good to be creeped out and make popcorn and stuff next year for that one. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. Ugh. 
I know that this was a short review, but honestly, the plot is pretty basic. There are things that come up. Obviously, he's fighting off all these deadites that are popping out of the ground. There were some funny moments, like when he fell over at one point, there were all these skeleton hands popping out of the ground. So it did make me laugh in, in several yeah. occasions. That's what moved it from a one to a two for me were the times <laughs> that I did laugh. Had it not been for the humor that they did hit, it would have been a one, to be honest yeah. with you. But there were a few times where they did hit the humor pretty well for me, but... Other than that, I'm sorry. It's just not our kind of film, and that's okay. It is what it is. So thank you for being forgiving, and thank you for (laughs) joining us for this review of Army of Darkness. You can find us on all of our social medias. Everything is The Extra Sisters Podcast. Twitter is at The Extra Sisters, and you can follow us on Patreon over at patreon.com slash The Extra Sisters Podcast. And next time, this is Terror in the Flesh. Till then, stay creepy.